Hey everybody, welcome back to Naturally Supernatural. I know it's been a while since we've had our last episode, but today we're going to talk about um, something relevant to us, I guess, now that COVID's kind of coming down to its purge, I think in Canada we're almost coming to our 70% of herd immunity since everybody's been getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But in, in light of that, Pastor Tom, you know, seeing what's been happening in the news and what's going on with like this situation per se, like what's your take on how things were carried out in terms of it var- like for us in Canada, it varied from province to province, right? And yet we're still in one country and yet how we've executed certain things with this whole pandemic and whatnot changed, you know, from BC all the way to, you know, the East Coast, mm-hmm. even though we're one nation. <laughs> so, like, you know, how, what would you say would, would, I guess, impact that? Well, I think um, with anything, um, any uh, crisis or any sort of uh situation like the pandemic um leadership is 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 really critical in terms of uh getting people vaccinated or getting people or get even getting the vaccine rollout or the timing of it and, mm-hmm. and the um closure of uh of certain businesses or whatever uh you know some countries have locked down and we we didn't did we have a lockdown? I don't forget. I don't it's know. Been, it kind of changed. Yeah. It varied. But uh, you, I, f- I find that no, we did. if... Hmm? It did we? Yeah, in we the did, beginning. Right? We did. Yeah, yeah not beginning. for long though. Not no. For long. But I, I feel that um, it has to do somewhat with leadership. Um, mm-hmm. Different leaders uh, react differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, some people are put in the position of leadership. Yeah. But are they true leaders? That's my question. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. Um, I know it may offend somebody, but uh, you know, truth be told, I mean, sometimes you know, people believe that they're put in that position, therefore they're the leader. But leadership is not about positioning. Leadership is actually mm. the disposition inside that's the person. Good. So, so good. Um, sometimes uh, we find that. Uh, um, People who are put in that position don't know how to share. And mm. um, I think that if there's more sharing um, of information, mm-hmm. of a proper way to lead this country out of the uh, pandemic, uh, you have to have uh, very good leadership from the top down. That's interesting. How about for you, Josh? Any leadership I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know that Pastor Tom, I've already spoke on kingdom leadership mm-hmm. in one of our YouTube episodes recently. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, it's been encouraging to actually go mm-hmm. back and listen to that. And us talking about, you know, this you know situation, the events that have taken place. And, and again, you know, I think as Pastor, Pastor Tom already mentioned from the get-go, and now we were hearing all this mm-hmm. restart plan, you know, how mm-hmm. we get everything back on track again. Mm-hmm. And it's so essential to to really have, make, to understand that, you know, we have leaders around mm-hmm. us, uh, not just from the government, not just from our health department, but, but I think as a collective, you know, if we're going to do it together, right? And it's, I'm just, 
I, I like to believe that you can't be really an effective leader unless you become an effective follower in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe that's something for me, I know, like I've always thought it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. I think one of the things that you said that mm-hmm. struck me is that the whole sharing thing. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes there's a notion of when you have a position of leadership, it's kind of up to you and it's a top down type of mm-hmm. um carry out yeah system where it's like no you have to make all this which i mean it is technically true you you do kind of make the final call Mm. but in mind with having that shared i don't want to use power but authority Mm. you know it's quite important in order to be effective per Mm. se Mm -hmm. but for you pastor tom what would you say would what is leadership first yeah because i think to to put that out there first, I think there has to be kind of that consensus of what exactly would you deem as leadership? Because I feel like it varies from person to person depending on their experiences and what their filters are. Mm. But in general, like what exactly would we say is leadership? Is everyone mm. born to be a leader? Yeah. And I guess in a, in a biblical term too, right? Where mm. it's like, you know, the world would say one thing, which I mean, it's not it's not always not right and not always not wrong, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, what exactly is leadership? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, is it me walking and then having ducks follow me? Or is it, you know, <laughs> quack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question, uh, Joyce. Um, it's good. When I think of leaders, I mean, what better leader than, you know, in the Old Testament, you read about Moses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Moses, you know, was put in a position, but uh, you know, he was he was hanging out with the Pharaoh and all that. But he wasn't a leader. <laughs> he wasn't a leader until he was he was actually uh, he he was a criminal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he killed somebody <laughs> he and then he, he ran away in the back <laughs> desert <to> somewhere, <laughs> tried to escape, and then and then he had an encounter with God. Um, so. My personal belief is leadership is a process mm. because if you learn from the Israelites um, from Moses' time, you find that Moses became a leader through a process. Mm. It wasn't that he, wow. he, he just he's just a leader. No, I right. mean, the leader, sh- the leader, there's a leader in all of us. There's a spirit of leadership in, in us. Come on. But unless you go through a process of, of encountering God, um, and, and getting that spirit of leadership stirred up, mm. um, you really cannot catch that spirit of leadership. Mm. Catch meaning you can't really uh, be bold enough to to experience and to express that mm-hmm. leadership. Even though you feel sometimes you, you want to lead uh, in a situation, you know that you can lead, but you dare not speak up. Why? Mm. Right? For the longest time, I try to understand, even though I teach on leadership, I find... People come to class really enthusiastic, and then when they leave, they leave as followers in, instead of leaders. <laughs> so why why is that? What, what's the difference? You know. So leadership yeah. to me, it's a process of discovering a sense of purpose. So un, until and unless you mm. you you discover a sense of purpose, like Moses did uh, in the back desert, and you know, like God called him and said, "Hey, I want you to go and liberate my people," mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he has a sense of purpose. You see, before then he was just herding goats and sheep or yeah. whatever. 
I mean, I don't know how many days go by before you realize there's really no, not much of a sense of purpose. Yeah. If you just keep, I'm, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like it, it, there is a yeah, sense yeah. of purpose in that, but it's a, it, that's a great. What I'm trying to get at is there's a greater purpose mm-hmm. to you being sent here to your life. Mm. So that greater purpose has to be the purpose given by God. Mm. It's so big that it's bigger than your life. It's so big that it's it's wider than your dreams. Mm. Right. And so. Um, Discovering a sense of purpose, I think, is part of the process. And then from there, uh, going back to Moses' case, um, God told him to do certain things, like throw down your staff, right? He threw down his staff, it became a snake. The staff was really important to those uh, shepherds those days. It was like, their, I often call it the, their GPS right. of the old days, you know? That they'll carve down all the routes and the, the type of animals that attack their sheep and they know how to fight and fan off those animals and use that staff too as a weapon. But the thing is, those shepherds in those days, I mean, they even today, they hang on really close to their staff. But God told him to throw down his staff, mm-hmm. like something that he was hanging on so tightly to. Mm-hmm. So he says, just throw it away, throw right. it down. And he threw it down and became a snake. So a lot of times things that we're hanging on to actually are things that was just about to bite us. Mm. The snake was just about to bite him. Come on. Bite him off his what? Off his potential. Mm. Right? So from him uh, going into that process in the desert and then, you know, encountering God and, and then God telling him to go back and liberate the people, his people, God's people, um, it maximized his untapped potential. He did not know that he had the potential to go there and tell a king right. of all people to surrender. Surrender his people. You know, that's a big job for anyone. Yeah. Means like you in the nineties. I mean, if you guys are <laughs> you guys are too young, but you know, there was a lot there <laughs> I was, was like born a dic- in the nineties. Yeah, there was like a dictator in the nineties called Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like you being sent by, I don't know, like the United Nations. Mm. And then say, okay, Josh, you go tell Mr. Hussein mm-hmm. that he has to surrender. Good luck uh, with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Right? <laughs> so, that time at least. So I'm sure Moses was thinking that too. Like he said, God, I can't talk. I yeah. can't talk, right? You know, good and he luck. had a stutter too. Well, I think the stutter even started before. <laughs> prior <laughs> prior to that. <laughs> anyway, so who knows? But anyways, he was, he was, he was told to go. Right. But... It was that process. I think mm. uh, leadership is a process, like I said. So he went through that process and he realized his potential. <laughs> that he can actually go and live out that big, big vision that God gave him. And so from potential, like number one, you um, the process of discovering a sense of purpose and then maximizing your potential. Mm. We're using Moses as, as an example. And from there, he starts to discover his leadership ability. Mm. Without going through that process, he wouldn't have realized his leadership ability. Like, okay, there was a lot of challenges, right? He right. brought the people through the desert, 40 years of just sheer torture from people just complaining about everything and anything. Uh, so he had to go through that process to realize his ability to lead. And um, yeah, so my idea of leadership is a process. 
<laughs> so at least that kind of covers what it kind of looks like. But even in that pastor, in that process, do you find that people kind of just have that light bulb moment and be like, oh, wow, I'm actually a leader? Or is it something that kind of like, at least for me growing up, I can only put myself as an example, right? Where I've been put in situations or, or experiences where, you know, you kind of have no choice but to think on your feet and you kind of have to make a decision. Do you find that people just are either kind of grow up in that situation or, you know, just kind of have that innate leadership in them? Yeah. Um, in everyone, mm-hmm. um, when we talk about followers and leaders. Yeah. In every follower, there is a hidden leader, okay? And Praise what, God. Yeah, amen. So everybody has that. Everybody <laughs> has that leadership spirit in you. Um, however, um, what makes, what's the difference between a follower and a leader? Right? Yeah. So the difference, the main difference is the thinking. Mm. Uh, simply put, um, the thinking of a leader is what separates a leader from a follower. Mm. So like you said, the aha moment, like all yeah. of a sudden you realize, wait, I could do this. Yeah. Right? I actually, you know, I, I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. First you have a purpose. And your purpose will, um, you know, it, it, it will generate um, a conviction. Yeah. Mm. That means, you know, like, okay, well, say your purpose is to save the whales. Yeah. And then there's a conviction for you to do it. Yeah. Right? Because mm. otherwise there's no conviction. Mm-hmm. Why? Every day, mm. just go whale watching and not realizing <laughs> that they're, they're dying yeah. in numbers. Right. Right? Because of our foolish way of polluting the ocean, mm-hmm. uh, foolish way of not taking care of them. Yeah. Um, so if you have that sense of purpose for the whales, for instance, then you're convicted. And then when you're convicted, your attitude changes. Mm, that's, that's good. Okay. So when your attitude changes, your perspective on whales totally mm-hmm. change. Your perspective on the environment totally changes. And from there, from there, your behavior will change. Mm. Your behavior, the way you behave. And <clears throat> where did I get all this? From the Bible. <laughs> you know, the greatest Jesus, manual. Yeah. So let's actually uh, tap on that, Pastor. What would that look like in the kingdom? You know, you know, as we, you know, you're saying, unless there's that revelation of the purpose of why you got to leave. Mm you won't really partake into doing something because that thing at the end you desire change Mm. change because you have been tired and sick seeing the things that that is no longer working Mm. or working out Mm -hmm. i should say Mm -hmm. Uh, but it has to come from the heart and i think as joyce said to you know some of us many of us determines it right away Mm. while the rest because while the rest kind of figures it out because of the situation that they're in mm-hmm. and, and whether they call it natural instinct or whatnot mm. it but i think at the end of the day it's it's one of those it's one of those moments with the lord you know what mm. is just what is this change for what is this purpose for mm. how is it really gonna 
transform mm. whatever it is that you're, you you have the the most desire with you to be changed. Mm. And I think you were saying earlier how so many leaders are out there. You know, they've been given the position, but the heart was not is not really yeah. in for that position. Mm. And well, what's that look like? And you know, as we talk about you know in spiritual things of God. And we see this a lot. People yeah. are hurting. Mm. Many, many people are hurting because of some of the leaders yeah. in the church, mm. some of the actions yeah. that they've done. Mm. And how do we begin to have conversation in this? And okay, let's take you right back. Here's the genesis yeah. and <laughs> here's the real purpose. Yeah. yeah, Like what makes a good and healthy leader? Yeah, Because I feel like, I guess Josh had touched upon it where and you have as well mm. where there are people who have the title and the position mm. but don't carry necessarily the weight or the responsibility that that, that title comes with right. in that sense, mm. if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, well, good, good point, Josh. I mean, like, you know, you talk about kingdom. Um, when you talk about kingdom of heaven, you got to really talk about Jesus because yep. he came and he announced yes. the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. is near. And that was his whole mission statement. Uh, yeah. Repent. Yes. Meaning, you got to change your thinking, right? Mm. And because the vision he gave us was the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And then the mission, as I always say, is changing your thinking. That's how easy it is. <laughs> Not that easy, <laughs> but sounds really easy. Yeah. Easier said uh, than done. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just change your thinking to a higher thinking. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Change, change your thinking to a heavenly thinking. Mm. Uh, yeah. Josh is laughing. I was reminded that one of the state one of, one of the slogan from one of the banks here. Yeah. <laughs> change your. No, never mind. I'm <laughs> change your banking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's actually about uh, the um, the belief system. So right. Jesus is saying, you know what, your belief system has to align with my belief system mm. um, in order to to move forward. Uh, as Joyce was asking me earlier, what distinguishing, uh, what what is the distinguishing factor mm-hmm. uh, for a follower from a from a leader? leader. And, and and I told her earlier, I told you guys, is just basically the way he thinks. And if you think uh, from an earthly point of view, uh, then you're like, okay, well, I don't have a purpose. Mm. If you don't know about the kingdom of heaven, if I ask you, what is your purpose? Mm. Why are you living? What is Mm. your purpose? You have a challenging time. You may come out with my job, (laughs) you know, my kids, my wife, my my everything. Mm -hmm. That's too small. (laughs) It can't be your purpose. You're Mm. big. Mm. God is bigger. But your, your vision has to be huge. Mm. It has to be God-sized vision. So if it's God-sized vision, it's actually bigger than you, bigger than your lifetime, bigger than everybody that you just mentioned earlier. So therefore, just follow. Mm. <laughs> Change your thinking and follow. Follow Him. Follow Jesus, right? And so my thing is, like, if you ask me, I said, well... What differentiates a leader from a follower is the thinking. And from the kingdom perspective, 
Jesus gave us this vision is so huge. Right. Like all of a sudden you realize, oh, okay, there's there's a kingdom of heaven. There's actually a purpose. Right? It's not just randomly living. That's why a lot of people get discouraged and get depressed. Because if they don't know there's a bigger purpose and a higher purpose to all of this life that we live in, right. then they get really discouraged and they might take alternate routes out, which mm. is very bad, mm. right? Because you never really fully experience your potential. Remember I said it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know the sense of purpose, like you have the sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Then you actually maximize your potential. You actually realize, wow, there's so much that I'm called to do. Right. Right? And, <laughs> and so if you don't know that, you don't have that sense of purpose, then and your purpose is basically just your iPhone, and um, then it's very finite. Wow. How do we encourage, how do we, how do we contribute in encouraging and building up or raising up new leaders in this generation? Mm. You know, when you think of this generation, mm. the old, the young, you know, with with, I know that you mentioned something about, you know, that God-sized vision. Mm. Every one of us needs to come to that. We need to have some sort of a conviction, understanding, and revelation, you know, to to how God's really call has called us. Um, and I also think, Pastor, that many of us carry different priorities in lives. Because of, mm. of what we expect, or what we think is what we think of success is like, mm. right? Mm. And I say success because oftentimes when you hear leadership talk, it's it's almost like it's partner with success, mm. right? To lead, to be able to, to be able to lead is to be able to to have that successful life. Mm. But again, if you don't have that God given vision, I don't think. You're walking in that path where mm-hmm. you should be. Mm-hmm. You will come out empty eventually. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is how do we carry this conversation today? And, you know, as we've already asked, what makes a good leader, an even healthy one? But how do we continue to also raise them up? Yeah, I, I think the definition of success, uh, what you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, is very, very critical to understanding leadership. Because, um, a lot of people define success as accumulating wealth, accumulating things, accumulating mm-hmm. uh, latest TV or yeah. got the latest camera, or latest iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really not success. Mm. Success is your ability to share what mm. you've learned mm. to another person so that that's that good. person right. would then be able to share it to another person. So if you never learn how to share, you're really not successful. Come on. <laughs> you have not been successful in mentoring somebody, in sharing someone so that they can be successful. So how many know, you listening out there, that life is finite? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're hoarding, your idea of success is just hoarding mm-hmm. instead of sharing, it will die with you. It's finished. Hoarding, but it, buried alive. Yeah, literally. Like, literally, you know, I used to travel around the world which in the old days oh. and I love to collect old coins. Mm. And believe me, I've got coins from 
thousands of years old coins that people thought they can take away to heaven with them and mm-hmm. they bury it in their right. grave. And then I don't know who took them out, maybe <laughs> grave digger or whatever. But they are sold in the open market and that's how mm. people have ancient coins. Mm. But sometimes they discover them because, you know, like a real example is the, the tombs in Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. In Egypt, they're, they're always uncovering somebody's tomb with something. <laughs> uh, I would just feel like they should just leave them alone. But anyways, that's my personal opinion. But <laughs> but the thing is, uh, success is not about... The, the, the point is, success is not about hoarding. Success is about sharing. And mm. to be a true leader, you really need to be a successful leader. Mm. You really need to share everything that you've learned. If you don't share it, what's the point of that? Like... Mm it'll just end up in a grave with you. Like wow. all that all that wealth is actually mm. inside that grave. Mm. It's never shed. All that dreams, all that wealth of, 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 of thinking or concept or whatever or ideas, mm. you know, you say, oh, I'm never going to share this idea. You know, people might steal it and this and that. And then that evening you pass away. Mm. Mm. idea is gone right idea is gone that could have been blessing so many people imagine somebody who whoever had the first idea of the iphone i don't know who it is right yeah but um people like to think it's steve jobs but um it's not i don't know but Mm. anyway so whoever (laughs) if he didn't share the idea right we wouldn't have the iphone no yeah right it's truly crazy like you think about it, a lot of people just want to hoard everything that they have accumulated, mm. whether it being ideas or, or be it uh, knowledge mm-hmm. or money or right. yeah, accolades. Yeah, Sources. yeah. They just want to dwell on the past. Like you know, look at all these trophies that I won. Right. Right. Yeah. If you continue dwelling in the past, success says. It will rob you of your potential because you never walk into that potential and go, you know, I've got a greater purpose than this, mm. these trophies. Uh, actually, there's something greater. There's a greater mm. purpose of me being sent here. And it's not about me. Mm. It's really not about me. Because if you know that it's not about you, you're able to share. Mm. And when it's always about me, 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 then you're never going to share. Do you think it's also too where with people at least do you think it's because they don't want to well not don't or yeah i can say don't where they're not willing to pay the price per se for the cost of of a healthy and good leadership so like for example just to kind of give context to what i'm trying to say so yesterday i was having a conversation with somebody and this person actually found an article or um, a clip of mr tim tabot sharing uh, this award-winning photograph of a little malnourished girl who was heading to a feeding tr- feeding center, but out of her weakness, she couldn't move. And then it, be, and behind, in, in the foreground of the photo, there's a vulture waiting to, mm. to, to you know, devour her, so to speak. Man. And mind you, this photo was award-winning. He, the photographer ended up winning a Pulitzer uh, Award. Mm. But four months later, 
because he didn't do anything in that moment, he ended up taking his life, mm. right? And the question to me that was posed because of that from that friend was like, why why are people brought into these situations just to suffer or just to, mm. to be in that, you know, just to, to watch, you know, not to kind of go through this life. And for me personally, like, I don't, I don't know a full answer, but what came to me initially was that as a child of God or as a, a person living in the kingdom and believes in the kingdom, what am I going to do about it mm. type thing, right? It's like, I know I can't save everybody in the world. I can't lead, you know, mm. I, I'm not prime minister. I'm not, you know, mm. I'm not in certain areas. But personally for me, like little, little moments of, I guess, leadership or just even just um, impact, mm. if it multiplies and even in those small gestures, then it can impact and, and it can domino effect, so to speak, right? Mm. So it kind of goes back as people, at least for those that are listening and, and, you know, kind of are beginning to understand the concept of the kingdom. What is our role per se, especially in terms of leadership, right? What is our role in this life? Of course, in determining our purpose in that Pastor Tom mentioned that leadership is a process. Like what can we do initially to find that purpose, right? I find that sometimes people, well, at least people that I've encountered, they have this notion of where they want to go, but it's actually, you know, complete yeah, opposite of where they're actually supposed to be directed, and, especially and in our faith. And that's one, one of the reasons Pastor I brought up I brought up success because I feel like, like, you know, and again, you already defined yeah. that, you know, in terms of wrong interpretation of, of what success, success yes. is will really, it will, you will end up, it's, it, it will be a dead end for you. Yeah. But yeah, good question on that actually. So what, how does that really determine, what determines us today? Like in terms of walking that path? Yeah. Cause it is a process, right? Mm. And of course, like, for somebody that's, I guess, new to faith or even just in general, like I, I get I get this question a lot. How do you hear from God? Like a lot of people I've encountered have this notion where I've heard him audibly. Mm. And it's like, no, that's not that's not the case for me per se. Mm. I mean, I know there's other people who are. Mm. But like, what would you say to a person that's listening right now who's kind of in that journey where it's like, mm. I don't know what exactly my purpose is. I know what I do enjoy. I know what I do do well in sort mm. of. But how can I navigate through that? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I've gone through it myself. And uh, one of the ways I identify is from God Mm. is like the vision is so huge. Mm. There's no way you can fund it. There's no way you can can even do it. (laughs) You can't execute it yourself. Yeah. Now with your own resource. Uh, That's when you know it's a vision from God. Because that conviction is so strong from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have that belief system that when you align yourself, that the key key thing to do is to align yourself, as I was saying, with the belief system of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that all things are possible with God. Amen. Okay, so if you don't have that belief system, yeah, you already start to limit God. Yeah. And God is not limited by you. Mm. So when you start to have that kind of belief system, you're not in alignment with his belief system. Mm -hmm. So whatever his will is, whatever he wants to carry out, he will carry it out with or without you. (laughs) Believe it Mm -hmm. or not. You know, a lot of people are always so selfish. 
Because God will use anybody, anyone that goes. He used the donkey. Here am I, <laughs> right? Yeah. Here am I, Lord. That you yeah. learn from so, Samuel, yeah. right? Yeah. So really, to kind of I guess condense it, sort of, it's really changing the thought process that yeah. you have. Yes, and like. I mean, it's always said in church, especially if you're you're somebody who grew up in church or is in, in church, right? You know, it, the battle is in the mind. But like, I think for me, it's like, well, yeah, sure, the battle's in the mind. But how do you fight that, mm. right? And mm. obviously, I guess for myself, you know, I thank God that I've been surrounded mm. with very mm. amazing mentors who, you know, dwell in the word, meditate mm. on it, eat mm. on it. But it's mm. like, you know, sometimes it's like, how do you? How do you how? do that? Right? Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. Like. I can be, you know, the the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for me, it's like, how else do I kind of convey that message, especially in a kingdom leadership kind of Mm -hmm. perspective where it's Mm -hmm. like, we have all these access to these things, you Mm -hmm. know, we have, we're we're ever so resourced, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, where do you, kind of be like, hey, you're you actually have that potential. You actually have you're it in it. you. Yeah. Mm. You're it. You don't have to look too far, you know, beyond mm. two inches of yourself, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like how how would you encourage that person? Kind of Well, the reality is a lot of us are are victims of unfulfilled dreams. Mm. You know, wow. like um, wow. areas where unfulfilled passions that God has given us and, mm-hmm. and we we are either told by people that, you know, stop dreaming those those outrageous dreams mm-hmm. or Come on. you know, stop uh, whatever, stop, 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 mm-hmm. stop. But I don't know. I mean you drive down a street, you see more stop signs than go. <laughs> uh, so true. I wish to see a go sign sometimes, you know, just go. <laughs> right? The way Jesus says go. Oh, and, that's and therefore, so therefore make disciples of all yeah. nations. He didn't say stop, 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 stop. Oh, so the the, wow. the 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 thinking, the mindset, the whole mm. belief system has to be a Jesus belief system. Mm. And when you have a belief system like Jesus, wow. all things are possible. Yes. All things mm-hmm. are on. possible. So it means if you have a huge dream mm. and you've been told by somebody, your sister, brother, ah, stop dreaming, you're always dreaming. No, be like Joseph, mm. right? Brothers are going. What you think your dreams are? You 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 can dream all this stuff, putting us down. Like you know, mm. the thing is, you're allowed. Give yourself permission. Give yourself yeah. permission to dream big with God, mm. and then give yourself permission to believe that you already received. Mm. Come on, and you shall have. Jesus says, you know, that's Come his on. belief thing, yeah. belief system. Yeah. He always believed that he has already, mm-hmm. and then he moved forward. Right. Right. So. Why are we believing that we don't have? Like mm. you continue to believe that you don't have, then you don't have. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's as simple as yeah. that. Like if you you believe it, you don't have. You don't have. It's really and, um, changing your the way you think in order for you to believe what you're actually thinking. Yeah. Like uh, okay, this is kind of unrelated, but it's related. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, at age twenty-eight, that's my life story. Age twenty-eight, I believed that I was going to be a millionaire by thirty. Wow. You know how many people laugh at me? I'm 26, so I have (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of people laugh at me. But they weren't laughing at age 30 when I threw a huge party. I I threw a huge party and they were saying, why why, why this huge party? I said, well, remember that dream I had? Wow. 
Come on. I've arrived. Wow. Yeah. So it's not to brag or anything. No, 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 no. But just to believe in your dream. Believe big. But even in that, it's just like, it's such a testament to where, yeah, you believe that that was kind of the death. I wouldn't say goal, but that was the vision. Yes. Which in that case, I mean, I think about it, 28, and you thinking that you're going to become a millionaire within two years, mm. that's beyond you. Yeah. So that's like a very God, God-sized God dream. Yeah. So. Well, the thing is at that age, I didn't realize that I was hearing from God because mm. God wanted to use me mm-hmm. to do things uh, internationally. Mm-hmm. And through my uh, ability to travel internationally, I've yes. been able to minister His word to so many nations. And without having that foundation set mm-hmm. up by God, yeah. it's a foundation He sets up. Remember Jesus says, built, your house on the rock. Yes. If you build your house on the sand, it'll crumble. Sand means comes. it's an easy build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Rock is difficult to drill and try to, mm-hmm. you know. Strong foundation. Yeah, strong foundation. Yeah. So, so meaning that the dream has to be a difficult one to believe in. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That dream, that rock dream has to be like, no, mm-hmm. this can't be true kind of dream. But it is true. Because build on that. But if you build on dreams that are easy, oh yeah, God say I'm going to get ice cream. Yeah, I know I have $5 in my pocket. I'll get an ice cream tomorrow. But if God says you're getting a Ferrari tomorrow and you're checking your bank, uh, no, right? So really kingdom leadership was really being instilled in you even way back when when you didn't even realize it. No, I didn't even realize it. You know, I started a company by just having a piece of paper. (laughs) Yeah, a process. Process. And now we can can reap the benefits of the process that you went through and actually… Look at this podcast, right? It's It's, true. It's a fruit from that process. Mm -hmm, Yes. Um, Otherwise, we won't have this place. We won't have this studio. Uh, Or the ability to even record this. Yeah. Yeah, so… I think you said it the best too, um, as you brought that example where many voices have been out there to to really put a put a wall. Mm. Stop, yeah. And I think just being able to to wake up from that and start understanding that let's actually be part of the on the other side where instead of us bashing on someone's dream, mm-hmm. let's be that person person that, that would encourage them. Yes. Even even encourage them to dream even bigger. Yeah. And that's even leading them without exactly. leading them per se. Yeah, guide by sharing. Because, uh, you know, yes. if somebody, let's say you are in music, uh, mm. Josh, and somebody wants to, you know, cultivate something or play the guitar or something. I mean, if, you, if, if that person's dream is to become, uh, uh, you know, somebody that can play the guitar to help other people. Mm-hmm. Right have uh, more joy in their life. Yes. I think you would share Absolutely. your skills, right? Mm-hmm. As a leader to mentor the person and so that that mentee uh, will capture your heart mm. and will stir up the spirit of leadership in themselves. Exchange. So that they can lead. They can walk up on stage and play the guitar without looking for brother Josh. You know, like <laughs> a lot of times, you know, I see in hockey, like mm. it was so sad. Like I used to bring my kids to hockey arena early in the morning, like 6 a.m., you know, in the, Hard in the Richmond Arena. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I would see kids that would always look at their parents mm. when they score a goal to see if it's okay. 
they even after yeah. scoring that's their so goal. Yeah. That's really sad because, you know, it's, um, I don't know, the leadership is not there in the parenting because you really need to let them live out their dream. Mm-hmm. I think you made, yeah, that's such a good point that you said that. I think one of my mentors back in the day used to tell me that a good leader would, or a good and healthy leader would always know that they're preparing you to go even further and farther than mm. they could ever go. Mm. Which, I, you know, no. when I had heard that, I was like, that's, that's, it was profound to me because at that time I had this notion where if you were a good leader, then you kind of reached a pinnacle and then everybody underneath you kind of had to pave their own way. But with the notion of knowing that actually if you are intentionally leading, mm. well, well, even not even intentional, but even if just having at the back of your mind that that person that you're impacting, if you're willing to actually say, hey, you're going to be going even further than me, then that kind of gives the encouragement to that person already that says, wow, like you're actually giving me the space to move the, the area to to kind of navigate on my own, but mm. with you guiding me. Which, you know, as you said earlier too, where, you know, leadership is, is a process. You mm. don't, it's not some like A to B. It's like literally A, C, B, like, you know, kind of does its own round depending on who you are. Yeah. And, it, you know, being able to share that as a good leader mm. is, is, is what's really of wealth. You know, mm. uh, it's it's what success is because mm. I think nowadays, you know, wealth or success, a lot of people's definition of it is is accumulating a lot of materialistic things yeah. and not understanding that it's actually something that's not tangible, yeah. so to speak. And you know, we've had quite the episode. <laughs> well, <laughs> today. I just, just want to add one more thing, if I may. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. you know, one one side of the coin is sharing. The other side of the coin of a true leadership is is uh, relinquishing control, mm. uh, letting go of control. Like yes. you know, there are times when I coming back to the hockey thing yes. again. Uh, it's so funny how the parents are yelling and yelling and telling the kids, you know, you should skate this way, you should run, go for, you should skate faster, duh. you should have. And then they hear a whole earful of it on the way home, yeah. even in the truck. Because I've shared some driving with some parents and just, you know, after the kid has got three goals, they're still yelling and. And huffing and puffing. The funniest thing is this. The funniest thing is this. Every year, the coach would have parents and kids skating um, challenge. Wow. That means the kids, one team, parents, one team. <laughs> well, guess who wins? The kids. Right? Every year, kids. Because you know why? <laughs> 90% of the parents can't even skate. But sure. they're the one yelling. advising and yelling. and <laughs> Mouthful. Yeah, mouthful. The but irony. When, when, you know, the, the real person that's supposed to be imparting knowledge is the coach. Come on. Let the coach do the teaching and the coaching. Yeah. But they are like coaching over the coach and yet they can't it's even like escape. It's like a backseat driver. Yeah, backseat <laughs> driver. But uh, the point is you got to relinquish control. You got to see that if somebody else has the ability, the, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the things to share. Yes. Just let go, step aside, and let them lead. Yeah, you know, and, and I think I hope that if people who are from churches are listening, sometimes as leaders we need to step aside and let the others lead. Mm. Amen. Men, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes too don't go, don't don't lay back too far. You know, be there as a guide, but that that's very important. I think because then, you know, you, you kind of give that 
you give that go signal to that person. And mm. when you give that liberty in a sense, you know, it kind of gives that person that confidence to move. Mm. So, wow. We've talked a lot today, guys. Mm. I know it's been a while since we've actually had an episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed today. But until next week, everybody, God bless. God bless. bless.